Bitcoin was born to disrupt the financial system. You know, you and I are looking at this asset class and you, 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 we're rapidly looking at how we can increase our um, ability to, 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 to purchase more of these assets. So, yeah. you know, that's our narrative and that's our agenda. You know, we, we, want, we want to be part of this uh, once, possibly once in a lifetime oh, shift. So why it's a unique opportunity, Dan, and this is really crucial to understand because it's a window. And I'd argue it's a window that's never going to happen in our lifetime again, which is we have the opportunity right now, as we speak, sit here today, to, to front run venture capitalists in a way that has not existed in our lifetime before. It's time to get moving. Last week, we talked about the impending dangers of central bank digital currencies and how we must act fast. But we also touched upon the antidote, which is decentralized finance. And we ended by talking a little bit about Bitcoin, which of course is in the news right now as it's uh, on the rise again. And what does this mean? You, you know, we've been talking about these issues and subjects, Sam, now for many months. And now people are starting to pay attention, as they always do when things start to go on the up. So we're going to touch upon why that is. Um, we're going to talk about how, quote unquote, smart money operate differently and uh, to the rest and, and why it's important to understand how to navigate this changing time because of course the entire paradigm there's a there's a paradigm shift in finance right now and lastly sam and i got together in london for the full day yesterday to establish where we're going to continue to take this show going forward to really help you understand why this is so important and how you can be part of uh, the change that's happening and how you can position yourself to make optimum decisions for your own financial future sam so there's a lot to cover here today but really you know the market's bullish and you and I are bullish about this conversation. Yeah, there's loads getting to do, Dan, and, and your point's so important that there's a there's a tech revolution happening with the full spectrum energy within it. So exactly you said, we're looking at the rise of, of CBDCs and that impending arrival of, of that tech, that use of the tech. But within this same tech revolution, there is a decentralized Web3 revolution happening. And I think that's where it's important to understand, get educated so you can position yourself better. You know, and that's what's important. So being a, being an active a participant who can understand what's happening, you can actually navigate and position yourself in a better position than rather being trapped by some of the tools that are being built by the other side. So I think that's where it's a crucial education. And it's crucial to understand that, as you said, Dan, being educated about what's going on absolutely changes your outcome, of especially being invested in any of these markets or understanding asset classes. And we're going to put up some charts later that's going to really show that in a in hopefully a really clear way that might de demystify it for people. Yeah, I mean, we, I, you know, since we started the show and talking about this subject, it's been hugely divisive. You know, you and I both come from a place of challenging the narratives the last few years, you know, quote unquote, freedom movement or the truth movement, you know, however you want to describe these things. And within this space that, you know, it's, it's not like we've just jumped on and started talking to, a, you know, a, a, an audience of crypto aficionados who are just really interested in learning about this. We're trying to educate people about this changing world and as a result it's deeply divisive and you know if you look at any of the comments there's always well it's the same the same critiques coming up and over and over again and it's like i don't know how many times we need to address those points um but it's clear that there is a uh a void of understanding at a deeper yeah. level of of these things but at the same time i do acknowledge with the technological shift there is real skepticism around digital technology because within it as you said it has the full energy it has the capability to surveil, track, control in ways that we've never seen before. Quite frankly, I put a post out on Facebook this week saying, never in human history have we seen not only technology rising to the point which it can surveil and track and control us, but we're also seeing 
world leaders, political leaders adopting these things at a level that we've never seen before in human history. So the potential is there, but the utilization is also there, which is the problem. So you, on one hand, you cannot separate the discussion between things like central bank digital currencies and Bitcoin. You know, the, the, the similarities between some of the technology stacks that underpin them are there. They're not the same, but they're, you know, the, the, there is this evolution in technology that's enabling both to occur. Um, but at the same time, you have to also look at them separately yep. because they're not the same. And what the mistake that most people make is associating crypto Bitcoin as the pathway to CBDCs. And, and the truth is the path to CBDCs was there, you know, probably long before what we're witnessing now, because even some of the banks in the world aren't even looking at using blockchain technology, but they're still looking to harness digital technologies to centralize uh, their banking system. So it's it's important to be able to make those distinctions. But with with this technological revolution, as you said, Sam, there is enormous opportunities. And you know, we were describing it yesterday as kind of dot com two point oh. And and of course that came with huge risks the first time. You know, a load of people got burnt and lots of people saying, Oh, I lost all my money in crypto, which we'll talk about or Bitcoin. So it's important to understand how to navigate this. And that's why we've created the show to help you really get to grips with this, because there is a lot to get your head around. You know, it's much easier to stay in the world of fiat currency with your HSBC bank account, you know, or whatever, and just not pay any attention to anything else. But at the same time, as we've talked about on the show, Sam, you're going to, your, your cash is going to be eroding. Like your, yeah. your wealth is going to be eroding day by day. So many fears of, of moving to these new areas actually don't take into account the fears one should have of staying where you are. Yeah. And that's always the interesting, you know, interesting, um, you, compare, you always need to compare. So as we've always said, Dan, there are no panaceas. We're looking at using better tools or, and learning and improving our situation. And often that's comparing to what you're staying in or what you might be stuck in and having more options. So often any criticism of any issue somebody sees with it is that that's fine to look at the issues with anything, but always compare them to the issues of where you are now or what you're sitting in now. And I think that's really important. So, you know, I even have that, I have that question with somebody, well, you know, what if I, what if I buy some Bitcoin? And next year the value's down a bit, Dan. Well, I said, and, and this same person said, well, I've, I've got you know, I've got my savings all in the bank. They got no idea, as we we talked on our share if you show a couple of weeks ago. If you had fifty grand in the bank two years ago, you are already down seven grand. So again, the fear was, well, Bitcoin could go down, and I'm scared of that. Well, I'm telling you that you you already have gone down, and you are continuing to go down by certain fiat currency. So again, this is the base of education, and that's what shifts the mindset. So getting beyond those oversimplified ideas of pro or against or you know i don't want to move i'm scared into real education just changes the landscape you actually look at something that looks completely different and that's also why it's so important why we want to continue to demystify and even look at the charts that we're going to today because to make it tangible so the people who understand who could see that it's a completely different landscape but a lot of people are, are kind of walking blind and therefore if you're walking blind you are not in a dis you are in a disempowered state now because you do think, well, why should I go there? I can't see why. I can't understand why. I'm, you know, and you shouldn't be trusting somebody else just saying blindly, go there because it's good. You get the education, you understand, and then you're taking the decision. And you're taking the decision because you understand why. And that's a whole different ballgame. So, again, I always come back to it. And I, you know, it becomes not the same, but education is the bottom line and it does shift everything down. And we've, if we can get educated about this, this tech revolution, which is happening for good, bad and ugly purposes, everything you know, you're, unless you go fully off grid and that's your path, and we'll say, I salute you if that's your path and you're able to do it in the short term, you are in that world. So understanding what's happening and how you position yourself better is really important. 
this tech revolution, I would say, is not going to not happen. Yeah. Yep. So it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's happening. There are aspects of it that are really good and disrupting and, and decentralized and, and a real shift, you know, towards, you know, breaking down the old paradigms. But equally, there's a lot of stuff that's absolutely more centralized, more control. But I think that's being realistic for me that, you know, if you're living in a, you know, West country in, in this kind of uh, lifestyle, then you understand that is happening and it's happening rapidly, really rapidly. You know, arguably faster shifts than even when the internet age came in. This is a parallel shift that's happening. It's going to be massive. So understanding that is really important. We are in the adoption phase of a brand new technology that's going to shift the way value is transacted across the world for the next few hundred years, potentially. Understanding that, I'd say, is pretty darn important. Well, it's absolutely important. It's like, that's why, you know, the dot-com 2.0 era is an important one. And again, you know, looking back, thousands of thousands upon thousands of new companies you know liberate using this liberating digital technology um you know taking e-commerce online and you know just incredible incredible tools that enabled everyday people to to do things that they'd never dreamed possible mm. now of course you, it's easy to dwell upon the consequences of some of those technological shifts you know, several generations on, you know, social media, you know, the impact it's had on our lives. But you also have to look at the impact that it's had positively. And it's, you can always find reasons not to do something. You know, yeah. we see that in the comments all the time, you know, reasons not to look at Bitcoin or reasons not to look at gold. You know, you can make reasons not to do anything, reasons not to go to the gym, reasons not to have a good relationship, reasons not to, to change your career when you're dissatisfied. The problem is if you're looking for only looking at reasons not to do something, you'll, you, you will just quite frankly stay where you are, which is what it actually subtly is, is a justification for your current position. And yep. your point around, you know, keeping money in the bank account, it feels safe because it's known. But, but the number doesn't change on the screen. So you don't think you're losing money because you're not factoring in the chart, which you don't see, which is the inflation chart. It's very easy to look at a Bitcoin chart and see it go up and down. You don't see that in your bank account. You see a number, but you don't see it adjusted for inflation. You know, but when you do adjust it for inflation, so that's one, why Sam is saying, you know, it's worth less because you can buy less with it. Exactly. Can... So, so that person said, I, I can't guarantee the price of Bitcoin anyway. I can guarantee you're going to be let worse off next year in your bank than today. That I can guarantee. Yeah. So, so that's what's really interesting is getting, you know, people, people fear they want to know. Well, if you want clear guarantees, I guarantee you that at least. Yeah, there's, I saw it. I'm going to see if I can find it. There was a, I took a screen grab of it. Um, there was a, yeah, here it is. <laughs> For the, for the people in our audience here who have seen Home Alone, you know, the 1990s film, uh, there's, a, there's a shot here, actually. Um, Kevin, Kevin, the character played by McGol, uh, what's his name? Uh, McGolkin. Culkin, yeah. That's him, yeah. Um, he spent a total of, this is from the film, he spent a total of $19.83 on orange juice, a saran wrap, toilet paper, dryer sheets, frozen mac and cheese, milk, Tide, I don't know what Tide is, American thing probably, uh, TV, dinner, uh, um, t uh, TV, dinner, Wonder Bread, and Toy Soldiers. Today, that would have cost $63.89. So, you know, it shows the, how inflation is radically shift. Obviously, you know, changes the price of goods and therefore our purchasing power changes. So it, it, it's getting your head around these basics. And I remember studying economics at business uh, school, uh, I, I, sorry, at my, at my um, secondary school, and then I went on to study it as a degree level. And it's, it, it, it's simple but complicated at the same time. It, it's yeah. made complicated like anything, like law uh, or, or finance, in order that the regular people can't understand it. Yeah, exactly. So what we're trying to do is demystify the whole thing so you can go, right, how can I make educated, smart decisions about my finances? So many out there, they know they do something, but they're scared by, you know, the options and not sure. And just by simplifying it, 
shining a light, making the intangible tangible, making it visual, you know, be, be able to see it. Those those people, then you can take William Powell's steps and those people feel much better because they know they need to make a step now. They know it. It's there. And, th- and that's where the call to action actually is such a relief to take those steps and do it. Absolutely. And it's okay to feel scared. That's, you know, it's a changing world. It's crazy out there. It's uncertain. It's wild. You know, acknowledging your fears is the first step to moving beyond them, quite frankly. But, you know, you know it's, it's when you fall, you find yourself in a trap of simply making excuses not to change when you know you need to, then it's, that's what you need to confront. You need to yeah. confront what's in the mirror, which is holding you back because yeah. there is a paradigm shift happening for good, bad and ugly. But for the good, there's really an, like the next decade is going to be phenomenal. Like yeah. this is it feels, you know, if you look at if you only get driven by the news and most of our audience, come on, you shouldn't be getting driven by the news. <laughs> if you're getting news driven by the economic news, you're going to feel like, oh, it's like doom and gloom, like massive economic uncertainty, which is all true temporarily. But at the same time, what will follow this, I believe, is a, is a period of it's inevitable that there'll be a period of real prosperity and growth. But it's how you position yourself, because as always, there's always winners and losers. But the key is people, the people who win do things differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not special beings. They have the same 24 hours in the day that you and I do. They just learn things differently and do things differently. And therefore, we want to understand the habits and behaviors and mindsets of the smart money so that we can become empowered to do the same. Because otherwise, we can sit back and and keep saying all these other people are ruling the world. And yet, what are we doing to to enhance our own? power to totally that yeah it makes me think of that you know that the line over here which the market i'm scared to get the markets because they're rigged the biggest rigging is your fiat system yes so, you know and people don't realize it so when you understand that rigging where well, you're in that now what's so interesting and the charts will really help us when we pull them up is that the, of course there's manipulation like there is in any industry or any market there's apps that's and that's timeless that's human behavior you know through the eons of, of tricksters or, or trying to manipulate but the majority of manipulation is psychological based on you not understanding what's going on. And I always say, so education gets you out of all that manipulation. So there's an idea of, I'll do that. They're just, they'll just rob me all. They just won't, it will go their way. But again, it's where you position yourself and you can see in the cycles, we'll, and we'll show you how the people understand what's going on and position themselves well. And so the manipulation is much more psychological and you being you know, pulled around by narratives and manipulated to buy high, sell low. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we've all said it. Who, if you do that, who bought high and sold low? You did. No one forced you to do it. Is that manipulation? Yes, you could argue that, you know, using the media, they've done it. But a whole part of what we're talking about, about being more empowered and decentralized is you, we've extracted ourselves. And a lot of many more people the last three years happily have extracted themselves from those media narratives, understanding how agenda driven they are and how they're not in your best interest. You take that back and look at things from your own, you know, educated, calm standpoint. You see it very differently and you can act well accordingly, whether that's in, finance or health or sovereignty or anything any any spec any any faculty of life so that's where it's so different that the idea that everything's rigged against you is all is a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy and, and and again another excuse to not move because there's no point down we talk about that kind of idea well there's no point because this this or this yeah well, that's absolutely if you've got somebody who's looking to control you where do they want you they actually <laughs> want you to say there's no point trying anything because it's pointless that's that's the ultimate control yeah that's basically yeah. saying, I'm not going to try anything. I'm not going to be proactive. And that's, that's exactly where a controller would want you to be. So, and, it, and, it, and there is a different way, no question. Yeah. And as yeah. you said, you, Dan, you talked about 2008 because, you know, you were very much there and saw in the banking industry the people who understood that was coming, which a lot of people out here understand there's big shifts coming. The people who buried their head in the sand 
suffered through that. Absolutely. The people who looked at it and said, hang on, I need to look at this, learn what's going on, and then move accordingly. And actually, these shifts are huge opportunities, particularly if you're, you know, you're not happy with where your sort of, you know, finance has been before or, or the systems you've had in place. This is a great opportunity to look at it and maybe do them better than you've ever done. So I always thought rather than just there are obviously ways to mitigate what's coming and protect. It's also one of the biggest opportunities of a generation. And the top people don't want you to understand that. They understand the shift. They're going to position themselves. You can do that. and We're in a unique window. And that's what I'm bullish about is actually you grab hold of this. Okay, there's a wave. Huge. You can, you can ride waves or you can get drowned by the waves. Okay, and that's what's critical. It's where you position yourself and, and the skills you learn. And it's, and it's all within your power to do. But you've got to make that effort. Yeah, I mean, I was too young to 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 do anything about the uh, dot com bubble in the first place, you know, Likewise, to, to position yeah. myself to 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 gain from that. But or maybe weren't too young, but or, or maybe I was I wasn't too young, but I was too preoccupied with other pursuits. Yeah, but, let's say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah. So way how old was I? Yeah, no, I definitely was too, yeah, the early nineties. I was. I mean, I, I don't know how to, like, yeah, I mean, there's people making you know millions before ten years old these days, you know, well, yeah, getting, yeah. getting on YouTube, so you know. Different times, but the the um, yeah, now is a very unique. You know, there is a yeah. there is a unique shift in the technological landscape, the financial landscape, and you know it, it's exciting. It is scary at the same time, but it's exciting. But let's bring it back to some hard realities. Let's have a look at this chart you're talking about. So I'm going to pull up the uh, all time yeah the um, Bitcoin all Bitcoin time chart. chart, so you can talk us through what's what's happening here. And this is really powerful for people who've, who've, you know, aware of Bitcoin, but never actually seen the chart or understood the history there. And so what we see here, and again, I put this in a, a logarithmic scale, which means we can see the huge growth from, you know, cents on the dollar all the way up to where we are today at 42,000, 43,000, you know, and change today. And actually where it peaked in November 21 at 69,000. So fit all that data in, you can see the moves early on are in the dollars, but then we move up to the thousand dollar move. So logarithmic scale without getting too technical is a way of seeing all that data in one simple image but what's important to understand there are cycles and cycles play out and so a lot of people would buy bitcoin if they don't understand cycles or what moves the price that we discuss a lot in our in our program now then we what moves the markets people just think what is it i just could buy it i love it when it's going up i'm terrified when it's going down you know and, and they don't know how to react when you understand the cycles what you can see here very clearly is from 2010 you know, onwards, which is really the time it began getting traded, you know, it came out in 2008, nine, sort of more 2009 being handed around. You can see these bull markets, which is the large growth areas, the green, green candles going up and then the bear markets. And so what happens is things are, you know, get exciting, get overbought, overvalued, and then they retrace, they become, you know, they need a, you know, they need to cool off. And those so things that cooling off in the bear market. So we can see that, you know, and clearly into 2013 there, top of 2013, and then into top of 2017, then to top of 2021. And then what we've been through in the last two years is is a classic bear market. So each time the news cycle has said, this is the end, it's all over. So at this time, you know, that happened in 2013, 2017. It happens again in, you know, in, in, in 2022, it's all over again. But in fact, we've got a normal bear market. And what's really interesting is you can see now, Dan, we've been in that bear market for, for a couple of year period from sort of November 21 to, you know, today, you know, a couple of years. And actually what you can see on that chart is we're starting to move out of that bear market. Yeah. So we're, t we're today trading at 42, you know, $43,000. The bottom of the bear market was about $15,000. And I always say this, that was the day the economist announced crypto is dead. 
right? And if you bought, you know, again, the manipulation. So if you panic sold, you're, a, you're not educated, you understand this technology or the future of this market and the cycles, you panic sold. Maybe you bought because the hype you bought at 60, you know, the 60,000s because it's the excitement, the mainstream media are pushing, well, everyone's getting rich. You bought then, you, you rode it down to 15,000 and then the economist front cover and all newspapers saying this is the end, it's all over. You sold and you say, oh, I lost my money in crypto. But again, you got me if they didn't understand what's going on. The people who bought that fear and that media manipulation of 15,000, and now, as you see, Dan, they're sitting rather pretty. They are, you know, over 200% up, aren't they? Well, three, you know, they've done a 15K to there. They've almost done a 3X. Yeah. Okay. And that's, and that's since, you know, that's in the last year. Okay. So was Bitcoin over? No. Was the crypto market over? No. It's the beginning. So understanding that's really important. And, and you know, what I've found, and again, I understand this, is I've been educating a lot of people about obviously crypto, Bitcoin, the markets, you know, just how they work and what's going on in them for the last couple of years. And understandably, if you've not experienced, you know, a bull market before, you don't understand the cycles, a lot of people, though, they hear that these things have a future and that this asset class will grow enormously. Until it actually happens, they don't believe it because they don't understand the cycles and they don't understand that asset classes rise and fall. And that. so the people who understand that would always said. I absolutely know. The only thing I can guarantee, Dan, when we're in that bear market is that a bull market will come. But for the people who don't get educated, they don't understand that or they don't really believe it or feel it or know that in their in their gut. So therefore, they wait and wait and wait. And now the beliefs start to come. And I understand that. There's no criticism in that. That's just natural human behavior. And if you haven't really got dive deep in this area, you think, well, it, it just might not. I don't see why it would. When you understand the cycles and what makes the market moves and also you know, in our course, in my course, and also in the NFR program we host, we go much more into the depths of, you know, why they move. You know, and it's not just looking at something, going do something. It's moving because of macroeconomic factors and cyclical things within the macroeconomy, whether it's money printing, whether it's quantitative easing, whether it's what's happening in the liquidity and in, in the, in the you know, flowing into the bond markets, the debt markets, the flows down. So when you understand all these things, you know it's going to happen. Therefore, you can buy with great confidence the lows. Because you know it's going to come. You don't know exactly when, but what you'll see in a cycle again is a lot of uh, new, you know, retail money will flood into the market back at tops of cycles again when it's exciting, when everyone's coming out. And what we're going to see, again, if you want to pick up another couple of charts, and, and this really underpins where education changes everything, right? Because we're going to look at a couple of charts. This is the same, that black line there we can see there is the same Bitcoin price chart, okay, as we saw in the previous slide. So that black line is the Bitcoin growth there. And the orange line that's going along with it is the total supply held by long-term holders. And typically, this is a more uh, experienced investor, a more clued up person in the space. So looking at their behavior, you can see that that orange line is charting the growth of their holdings in Bitcoin and when that's going up and when that's going down. So what you can see there on the chart is almost an inverse relationship with the rise in Bitcoin and the growth or the diminishing of their holdings. And what that means is you can see those kind of bear market times. They're, they are stacking Bitcoin. They're increasing their holdings. So they increase their holdings all through those bear markets, understanding it's undervalued. And as we get to that big bull market, I don't know if you can put the cursor down on that one that's just above node. Yeah, that one there. You can see they've been stacking all the way through that period. OK, so the, the orange line has been going up. OK, and then once prices really start to go up and go parabolic, getting into the excitement phase and getting overvalued, they're starting to offload. They're starting to sell some. 
okay and then when the market's peaked and it's going back down again they're starting to load up again so this is how they understand the cycles and they position themselves accordingly and that's what's really interesting to see because the next slide is going to really give you a stark contrast and the next chart is the short-term holders which is a lot more retail investor or people are not so clued up you can see we've got the black line again which is the bitcoin chart and we've got the orange line which is the short-term holders and their supply and look at the stark difference between the last chart we saw there and the shapes that are being formed. So, so different. The behavior is, is, is markedly different. And what we're generally seeing is they're following the market. They're absolutely following the market. So they're, they're, they're increasing as it goes up and decreasing, you know, in those times when, it, when it's low. So often it's showing that they are buying higher prices and generally selling lower prices rather than stacking in the low areas and offloading in the high areas. So this is the way you understand that if you get educated, regardless of all this talk about manipulation and whales in the market, which of course is going on, but general trends, you can play them very well, very easily, regardless. That is happening. And so if you can behave more like, you know, smart money, which is all we want to talk about. Again, I don't want to use these. These terms can sound derogatory, don't you, Dan, can't they? You're smart yeah. and dumb. But let's talk about it. Are you educated? Do you understand the market or do you not understand the market? That's as simple as it. And anybody has in the power through education to understand the markets and do well. And again, rather than just think about the markets as the markets, the fiat market is a market. So rather than thinking, well, I don't want to know about the markets at all. Well, you're in the market, whether you don't have any assets in, in, in sort of commodities or crypto or stocks, you're still in the market. So your education around even the fiat market is what helps you. Because the, the, again, the people who are educated understand why they're moving out the fiat, fiat market as well. So it's, that's why it's universal to everybody. And that's why we're trying through the show to, sh to, to shine a light on that, Dan, and that show that actually those people have been accumulating all through. And actually, I don't know if you can pull back that chart, Dan, just the, the long-term holders one, just so we can touch on where we are today, because it's really relevant. Just at the end of this chart here, you can see, look, we've been in this bear market, that flat line before we start to move up. What's that orange line been doing? And that's, you know, that's happened around. You can see there how it started accumulating at the real bottoms. At the time, most retail were panic selling, take your loss, they're accumulating. So again, if you understand that, you know, you have confidence because you know this, the people who are educated about this market are absolutely accumulating like crazy through bear markets, stacking, ready for the future bull runs, because they know it's coming rather than waiting for that. And that's what happens in, in the retail world is, you know, waiting for things to be exciting and overvalued and then buying them. And then the same thing, this is what's so interesting about psychology, the same thing is cheaper and undervalued. No one wants it. So it's a really interesting about human behavior. It's the same thing. Whether we talk about houses or Bitcoin or us, it's almost like it's expensive. I want it. You know, well, it's the same thing. And now it's cheap. I don't want it. You know, and, 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 and it's, it, you know, there is a conversation side of it, but it's so interesting about humans, how we behave. Right. So, you know, everybody wanted Bitcoin at 60,000. And they were gutted. They missed it at 20,000. It's the same thing. This is what's one of them. It's the same asset. It goes back to 20,000. They don't want it anymore. You know, rather than buy some at 20,000, they might sell it, get rid of it. They bought it. So all these things, again, are really simple ways to understand. And that's what, you know, I'm really passionate about educating about. Not because I'm ever promoting, you must do this. I never, I, all my talks done, you know, when I do talks, there's nothing anybody should do apart from get educated, in my opinion, that's really helpful to then be able to make good decisions and rather than follow anybody into any way, go, no, get educated, see what's going on, and then you can position yourself accordingly and it, trans it can transform your journey.
Yeah. And the thing was uh, with Bitcoin is, you know, there's the phrase, you know, when Bitcoin rises, you know, the ocean rises, you know, it's yeah. the, the, the market moves with Bitcoin, which means that, you know, if there's a certain percentage gain within Bitcoin, the reality is you may have, you know, double, triple, quadruple that kind of gain within other assets yeah. within the yeah. class. Yeah. So it, what, what it's showing is an industry growth yeah. in, in, you know, in, in the market cycle. So underpinning all of this, and again, people are missing the big point, the big picture around the technological shift underpins a lot of this, you know, they, they see it as a cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, that's purely what they see it for. And, and it's understandable in the way it's all presented. But this is all representative of a new technological class. Yep. And as a result, there is innovation on a grand scale. And a lot of this is decentralization. A lot of it is decentralized technology, web three, a lot of it is decentralized, a lot of it is actually born Bitcoin was born to disrupt the financial system. Okay, yep. there's all kinds of <laughs> d debate about, you know, whether there were agencies and there always is. And again, if you buy into that narrative every time with anything that shows potential, you're going to remain stuck. These narratives, I often think, come come around just to keep people suppressed. I wonder how many narratives actually are deliberately designed to keep people in scarce mindsets, keep people from actually embracing change so that the smart money can continue to win. I just yep. want, you know, I can't help but wonder you know, all the things that circulate amongst people who therefore remain where they are and therefore don't advance, you have to ask who's proliferating all of those stories yeah. and who's who's gaining from them. You know, with everything, with every narrative you ask, you have to ask who's gaining. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, you know, you know, you and I are looking at this asset class and you, you, we're rapidly looking at how we can increase our um, ability to, 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 to purchase more of these assets. So, yeah. you know. That's our narrative and that's our agenda. You know, we, we, want, we want to be part of this uh, once, possibly once in a lifetime oh, shift. That's... It's a unique opportunity. And again, I'm really glad you made that point because a lot of people are confused that, you know, why, you know, which assets move. But generally, the, you know, Bitcoin is over, you know, over half the market. You know, we talk about Bitcoin dominance is 52% today of the market liquidity in crypto is in Bitcoin. You've got about a third that in Ethereum and then you've got the rest. But the fact is, the energy of the market, which is why I show often, of course, you know, I look at the charts, you'll see very similar patterns with all the other coins because Bitcoin is the energy of the market. Now, what's important is you're absolutely right, that definition, that that being clear that this is not just some currency, some other currencies, a rebel currency space. This is the baseline tech of the future. That's also why this unique opportunity is unreal, which is why it's .com, you know, too, is because you're not going, well, there's a few rebel currencies I'm going to get in, it might all end or it might do well, who knows? 50-50 gamble. That's not what the people who educate are involved with. That's not why, you know, and again, look at the evidence. That's not why Grayscale Trust have a huge position of altcoin holdings. There are the future building blocks of, of the future tech world. All these big institutions, they understand that. But of course, they're telling you it's a scam and a fad and we're going to protect you from investing it. So Santander are nicely going to say, we're not going to let you risk your money in this terrible world while we help all our private clients in Switzerland get more and more exposure to it. We'll actually help them, call them up and convince them to do it. So yeah, true under story. understand that it is absolutely uh, one of the biggest growth areas in the world for all purposes. And again, Web3 revolution, but the new financial system, everything is part of this tech sector. So why it's a unique opportunity, Dan, and this is really crucial to understand because it's a window. And I'd argue it's a window that's never going to happen in our lifetime again which is we have the opportunity right now, as we speak, sit here today, to, to front run venture capitalists in a way that has not existed in our lifetime before. So in typical stock markets, you know, in the traditional stock markets, generally venture capitalists 
often have a lot of inside info, but let's look at they might be in Silicon Valley, picking up the big tech companies of the future, putting their money as angel investors investing, growing them 10,000%, okay, making all their growth and gains, and then dumping that stock on the stock market, floating. And then you, the person, you know, the retail investor can come in through your broker, pay all the fees, and maybe have exposure to that stock, you know, and maybe make small growth over the years. They've made all the huge growth and left and moved on to the next thing. What's so interesting is that within the crypto space, we are able to do that right here, right now, today, pretty much at any level. As I said, it's a window because it's getting harder because the bank's stopping us, but it's still very possible and there's always a way. But right now you can come in with 50 pounds, you know, wherever you are in the world, $1,000, $5,000. You can get in to these new ecosystems at the base, you know, at the, at the beginning, really, because this is not, people say, is it too late? This is the beginning of the blockchain revolution. Okay, you can come in now and take self-custody, I said, with no broker and have a stake in these future value ecosystems, which is essentially the new, you know, apps of the world, dApps, decentralized apps. Okay, you can have a stake in that, like having a stake in the dot-com era via no broker, hold it in self-custody. And what's so interesting, because we're not in a fully regulated market yet, which is what's in progress, Dan, a lot of the huge money is waiting on the sidelines, venture capitalist firms, sovereign wealth funds to come into this market and they can't for compliance reasons as much as they want to with plants money until it's regulated. So here is actually a unique opportunity where we're front running. It's turned the whole table on its on its head. You know, the old system is right. You can come in now once they've done all that. Actually, we can come in and the, the market will be flooded by venture capitalist money in the future. And we're seeing institutional money piling already. But when full regulation comes, that comes in a huge wave. And I've always said the size of the blockchain market, which we were talking about the tech market, rather than say the size of Bitcoin or crypto, the size of this blockchain asset class is now a trillion and a half. And I've got to change what I'm saying, because I've been taught calling it a trillion, Dan, which it has been for the last two years. But already those people understand how quick the growth is. We are today at 1.6 or 1.7 trillion almost. That's happened in the last month. So in terms of the growth, the reason the growth can be so rapid and quick is because it's so tiny. So we've gone from a small glass of water to a bigger glass of water, Dan but we're still a bigger glass of water compared to oceans of liquidity that will move into this market. So that's where the unique opportunity lies. Absolutely extraordinary opportunity. And the people who understand that are not scared of losing their money in crypto. They understand they want exposure to this market. And the big players are obviously building the tools for their bigger clients to have exposure in a different way through brokers, paying premiums. You know, that's what's so interesting. A lot of the assets are really solid. A lot of um, those trusts you know like grayscale and people are selling to their clients at kind of three or four times over the market price through their own trusts you know but actually if you're clued up and you get clued up and you know how to sell custody and you know how to get on the change and that's what we teach and you know in the navigate digital assets course and that's how we extrapolate on in the navigate financial reset support program is you could get in there and pick those up for a quarter of the price that the you know the the, the kind of mainstream investor who's too scared to learn these skills is going to buy you know, through their trust and not have self-custody. So understanding these things transforms it. And then you can see the risk reward is unlike anything in the world today. You know, and also like that, I really want to highlight there's, there's an incredible, you know, obviously potential of wealth generation, which is going to give many more people options because you're not going to get wiped out the financial reset. You can do more things. But also there's a whole load of really interesting things. The more you dive into it, if that's your calling, it's not everybody's, to look at what's really interesting happening in the Web3 disrupting the centralized old tech of web 2 you know really interesting things going on across the level so it's a much more interesting topic when you get into it and again you can also then get into it and not be 
you know, in the hopium side, if it's it's a panacea, it's going to do that, or a complete fearborn, you can be, you can see the whole spectrum. I see that whole spectrum now, but I can see it and visualize it, and I know where the different things are within it. So I'm not caught in any of those binaries. I understand, and it's much more interesting. And you can see where you want to position yourself. So I always say, if you understand that revolution is coming, it's important to position yourself in the best place possible for you. Yeah, and that's within your power. Yeah, the the hard reality and the harsh reality is, you know, a lot of the negative comments we get, I see it's underpinned by fear. You can see the psychology playing, uh, and I. But I, again, I understand the fear and I understand the skepticism. It's said it's said with compassion, but at the same time, if you are self aware of that fear and you do nothing about it, one thing that we almost guaranteed is you'll be in the same position this time. Yeah, in twelve months, five years, ten years, and one of the one of the starkest reality for me is when I I went through an exercise several years ago. Uh, at a seminar and they had us future pace our current reality if we stayed the same and you know whether that's like certain patterns of behavior or relationships or you know dissatisfied jobs you know, all of these things and you know they magnified it over 5 10 25 years you know what would the impact of continuing to do the same doing what you're doing the same over that time period and you know when you start to really think about that and it was a closed eyes process you had to visualize it you start to see how much some of these unhealthy patterns can really have a destructive effect over the quality of your life over the long term and your relationships and you know the erosion of your potential yeah. it's just staggering and you know it, it was such a moving process so that you know you can also do the process the other way is you know if you make change today and you set yeah. clear goals and you yeah. you know you, you you take a course towards a more empowered future totally. then start to look what your future looks like and start to visualize the change yeah but but it the world will change with or without you. You know, it's the world will do its thing. The markets will do their thing. It's what you do in the midst of all of that that makes the difference. This is why we're talking about positioning yourself. Now, we've looked at Bitcoin today. You know, we're not here to, you know, we're excited about this new technological revolution for many reasons. One, because we think some of it is really fascinating. It can do really cool stuff. Secondly, it's, it has a, as, a, as an opportunity in our lifetime it's it's an opportunity to create generational wealth yep. you know i'm a, i'm a new father you know i'm thinking to the future you know this is an opportunity to put together you know zach's tuition for his if he wants to go to university to safeguard his future you know to give lizzie my wife and i uh, you know a solid um you know we're, we're not interested in the traditional pension system we want to find our own you yeah. know future financial planning there's this grand opportunity and of course within this sector there is risk where there's risk there is reward and you know that's the important thing to recognize and the important thing around that is that again smart money will diversify so they will yeah. they will they will offset the risks of one asset class with the safety of another that's why we yeah. talked about gold recently because yeah. gold is historically that safe haven you know but it, it it seems that it doesn't matter what asset class we talk about we can talk about cash and everyone will be happy you know you know and we can we we will talk about cash because it's still important that we preserve the 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 the, the privacy and the sovereignty yeah. that, that offers but at the same time if that's all we talk about then we're going to just suffer the, the the pain you know it's a symptom cash is a symptom of the the, the most corrupt fiat centralized system exactly you know? which is why i made the point that i think the powers of be quite happy if, if only one is talking about cash yeah because we don't go over it again here, but all the problems with sitting with your value in cash, yeah. not just not just losing value, but also the control that gives the powers that be because that is their currency and their control that they make legal tender or not. So you, you, you have to understand, you know, it's almost like we talk about the risks. The biggest risk, Dan, is not getting educated and staying where you are. So yeah. we, that's the kind of way up is uh, it's risky moving there. 
you know, it's also it's risky not moving and not yeah. you know, not diversifying and not looking at things. And and I'm so pleased you talk about goals now because you're absolutely right. You know, to sort of answer people who say I'm not into this this kind of way of technological stuff. I don't want to go off grid. I know many people and work with many people and and talk to many people and mentors who are in this space because their goal is to go off grid longer term. So they're using that tool. So it's again, it's not you and having your goals is really important. These this is a unique opportunity to, to reach your goals. And your goals don't have to be tech related at all. Most people's goals I know aren't. But you understand this shift. So actually it's going to give you the ability to do the projects you want to do, whether those projects are much more in touch with the land and and, and you know tangible things. Yeah. So it's it's really important to go, it's not get into crypto for the sake of being a techie or crypt you know, into crypto or looking at screens. It's actually an opportunity to do that to to longer term not be doing that. So it's a really important to understand that. I know a lot of people who are in this space to go off grid and build structures um, like that in the future. And this is their opportunity to be able to do it. So it's again, harnessing the tools and the opportunities out there and, and making stepping stones towards your goals, Dan. And that's why it's important, goal setting, what you want to do, and then seeing how you position yourself to reach those goals. None of them, none of them are ending themselves, you know, making, you know, doing well in crypto or Bitcoin or whatever is not the goal, is it? The goal is how you use that energy and that value. Absolutely. To improve yeah. your life and other people's lives and community lives and build solutions and, and have more options. And, and, and that's what I'm really passionate about, particularly is that a large, a large part of the financial reset agenda and the, the controls agenda is to wipe as many people out into dependence because dependence is where they want people because the state has to step in or the state will save you. They will bail you out into their system. The more and more people can have more options and more independence financially, the freer they are the freer they are in their own choices and the freer they are to help others and, and themselves and their families, communities. So that's where I talk about, you know, uh, navigating the financial reset and doing well is to me a form of activism against the system to build better things and have greater strength practically in, in moving forward. And that's a really important, you know, underpinning caveat of, of why I like to have these discussions now. Yeah, and the other harsh reality that people need to face is that, you know, people talk about central digit bank digital currencies like we were last week, is that the first asset class that's going to get sucked up by CBDCs is cash. Yeah, exactly. Fiat, fiat, fiat money is, is, the, is the currency that will be adopted by central bank digital currencies. Yeah. You know, so when people talk about, oh, you know, when you talk about these other asset classes, they're going to take all those. Well, the first one they're going to take is cash. You know, yeah. that's the first asset that they're going to have true control over. Yeah, exactly. Now, again, I'm not arguing against cash because no. cash is the last bastion of of, uh, of, of a privacy uh, token in the physical world. Yeah. The state approved version, by yeah. the way, the state approved token of, yeah. of privacy. Whereas things like Bitcoin and these new altcoins do offer the same privacy in, in, in a container that is free from government interference. Yeah, that's where you look at also privacy coins, Monero. You know, there, there, there is tech doing that, doing that role of cash in a, in a worldwide you know, transacting format. So again, it's also looking at reality. We talked about Dan that if you, you know, you have to look at the realities of it. You know, if you if you go only cash and that's your thing, well then that stops you transacting maybe something you want to across the world. You know, and maybe you do want to go more local, but equally you have to look at the realities. We always say this: yeah, look at look the realities, at decisions. If you want to go off grid to local, then you have to look at the reality of that and. And all power to you, and and I support that. But you, but understand the realities of that, and that's what you know. It's very easy to talk about these things in laudable ways, but to really live that, whatever you've got to, you've got to look at the consequences of that. And and if you're you're able to do that, I fully support that. So it's never a argument yeah. pro or against. 
And well, the thing is, Sam, most people I know that I speak to that are yeah. concerned about the current state of the world aren't looking to go off grid. You know, it's a small proportion mm. of people. Most people want to continue to live their lives within the structures that they've been part of for the last however many years because they're friends, family, you know, they've got community. They, they, yep. they don't want to extract themselves. A lot of people I speak to that do want to extract themselves is because they're so afraid of what the government is going to do. Yeah, and I think doing anything out of fear is not healthy. You know, yep. if you're if you're doing again, we've talked about food growing in the past. I was talking to a food production, you know, a couple of people work on food production, and, and they were doing it because they were so afraid that the government was going to take all their food. I'm like, well, you're sowing that into the soil. What do you think that's yeah, going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, it's it's you have to catch yourself making decisions. Now, I know some people have done some amazing things off grid, and by the way, your point around making money to go off grid, yeah, there's a there's a there's a family I went to visit in Cornwall. It's cost them two point one million, but yeah. they they've they've bought the land, they built property. They've, they they grow all of their own food. They've they create all of their own power. They've gone completely off grid, but it costs two point one million. Yeah, you know, not yeah. everyone has two point one million to go completely off grid. So you know, if you want to do, do things, and they, you know, don't get me wrong, they've built a lovely premise. They've got, you know, they're, they're actually creating produce to the local community, so they're revenue generating, etc. You know, but it's it's if you want to do things and live a comfortable life, you, you have to have the assets to do that. So part of the reason why we're talking these lands lands. Uh, these these changes in the financial landscape is they offer the opportunity to to create wealth. I want to play my role in making a difference in the world, and and will continue to do so. And, and I want to tune as much of my efforts when it comes to my business decisions and my financial decisions to 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 that end as well. You know that's that's where the convergence is. It's, it's fantastic. We can build businesses and we can invest in in opportunities that can actually start to disrupt and build a new reality and create a new model. And I think totally that's, you know, the, that's the, the education enables us to do that. 100%. The, the more people with good intentions who can understand, you know, the money system and, and what's going on and, and generate more value and use it, the better that is for, for everybody's future. Yeah, you know, on the flip side, Sam, is the, you know the old the old edge of the road to good intentions is paved without paved paved. What's the phrase? Um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so on the flip side, you know, it's this. The other phrase that comes to mind is, you know, some, some, some watch what happens, some wonder what happens, and some make things happen. And it's, yeah. this is the time to make things happen. This is why this is called times. You know, it's time to get moving. It's time yeah. to get moving. It's not just time to sit on the sidelines. What we want to do here is actually activate people so that they make a difference, not yeah. only to their own lives but to the lives around them. We can't sit around and watch any longer. Yeah. This is all happening with or without you. Yep. So, you know, you have to choose the course that you're on. You can't sit back and just wait for it to happen. It's going to happen. It's happening and it's happening yep. at speed. But what decisions are you going to make? So, you know, to support people, that's why we do this show. And that's why we have the Navigating the Financial Reset program, you know, which is where we meet twice a month to look at these things in detail. And in, in, in 2024, we've agreed that we're going to bring a real faculty of different uh, viewpoints to help us get a really holistic understanding of how the markets are moving and what the different assets are doing. So that you can really, you know, really, it's going to become in our view, one of the most important financial education programs out there, particularly for people like you and I, who are, you know, particularly concerned about the state of the current reality from a particular lens of the authoritarianism, the digital yep. tyranny and the, you know, the, the erosion of our freedoms, you know, we, and the grand narratives that shape our society, we want to create a space, which is, which is, which is a, a curated um, and holistic financial education platform, because, you know, where else can you get that that has has the awareness of, of the wider challenges in the world? That's that's what we're creating. So if you're curious to be part of that, head over to weareelevate.org forward slash reset. 
Uh, and you can find out about the Navigating the Digital Assets course, which is the fundamentals, the fundamentals of what we've been talking about today. And you've also got the Navigating the Financial Reset uh, support program, which we've got where we meet twice per month and look at this much wider holistic. We've got nearly 20 modules worth. By the end of the year, we'll have 20 modules worth of content, you know, a rich buffet of financial education, you know, everything from setting your financial goals to money mindset to a deeper understanding of how to enter into these ecosystems that we've been talking about today. Uh, different asset classes, different different you know e economic markets. So you can really understand the nature of the current system and where it's going. And we're just getting started, Sam. You know, yeah, like yes, yeah. yes, yesterday was like to kind of we, we talk about autumn energy, like it's getting cold now. But we're like we're we're, we're kind of drawing in all the tidying things up, getting ready to really yeah. ramp up our own game in 2024. Absolutely, and it's the old classic. I expect you know that the the power structure to ramp things up 24, 25, and that's just a call to ramp your own game up. Yes, it's the old classic. You rise. It's it's a choice. You rise. You you shrink. You shrink down, or you rise to the challenge. And and that's what this you know amazing period of people have done over the last three years. We're rising to the challenge. This is a great time to be alive. The exciting time to life. We're we're meeting the challenges. We're looking at new solutions. Yeah. And you know, just end like that. And yeah, there's so much already in 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 the program that people can dive into. You know, and I always say this. You know, I want to end on this point that I hear endless stories. Just somebody says, I meet somebody say, well, you know, well, my son-in-law lost all his money in crypto. Or I heard of neighbor, they lost all the money in crypto. And I, I have the frustration, I just want to say, tell me the story and I'll tell you what happened. And there's always a reason. But the story kind of stands there as this, as this sound bite that scares everybody, as if somehow crypto stole their money or a button got pressed, they lost it. It's too scary. The people who've done my course, the people who've been on our program, understand that that's not the case. And that anybody who's done crypto properly, and I was passionate, if you're going to get involved in any digital assets, you get the foundation in place, you do it properly. Nobody who's bought solid digital assets, who's had patience, not been corralled by media narratives, who's taken their self-custody, has ever lost any money, actually quite the contrary. They've increased their wealth enormously. So that's what's so important about us, getting out of a soundbite that's got so much energy into it and into grounded knowledge, awareness, and that transforms the whole landscape ahead of you and, can, and you can view things and participate in a totally different and empowered state. Absolutely. And that leads to empowered action, which leads to empowered results. So uh, thank you, Sam. As always, yeah, we, we managed to go over by 15 minutes. We try to keep it to 45. We had some positive feedback about the slightly shorter episodes last time. So uh, we're going to try and condense them down a little bit going into 2024. Again, next year, we're going to be uh, making some changes. We're going to be broadcasting twice per month now, uh, bringing you financial education in a way that no one else is at this moment in time. So uh, make sure that you check out the link. We are elevate.org forward slash reset. And I uh, do hope so. We'll see you inside some of our programs. Thanks again, Sam, for a fascinating conversation. Cheers, Dan.